We're literally debating that it's bad that people get to say what they think. Can you imagine? I'm reading Psalm 144 and it says, He trains my hands for war. We are on the brink of total destruction of America as we know it. Let your rebel flag fly. Welcome into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I am Scott Beeson. The ladies of Liberty are here with me. Sky is here as well. How is, how is everyone? Here. Here. Present. She just rolled present. in. Present, present, present. Present. It is a eh, little bit overcast day here in the heart of God's country, the heart of Dixie. But it is a Tuesday, the 17th day of October in the year of our Lord, 2023. I hope you've had a good morning and I hope the last 21 hours since we last visited have gone well as well. Lots of stuff going on around the world. So many Why things. are y'all so... <laughs> Why do y'all have you just? Do we look a little <laughs> sus today? Y'all do. What do y'all? What do y'all, do y'all have sus? going I don't know. on? I think we both have those like kind of Cheshire cat y'all smiles this morning. Y'all absolutely do. Like something is going no. on. No, I, mean, I don't know on. why, but I I just feel it. It's, it's probably like, the weather. Well, I, I mean, it feels like a like a woman thing, like a connection. Yeah, like somebody's like gonna, like somebody's I don't gonna know die. What it is. Like there's a well. A couple weeks ago, I was said, well, like a terrorist attack is going to happen. <laughs> but I can't say that anymore. So um, what are y'all up to? I mean, what is going on? I mean, I, Amy I, Beth, I'm somewhat not shocked. She wears nice clothes. You <laughs> are like... I have places I to go today. today. And you have places to go. Things I to do. so pretty. People to see. Well, thank you. But I, you know, I'm going to speak at FCA and then I've got to go to a funeral. Is this why you're leaving again mm-hmm. early? Don't worry, we'll we'll handle it. Thanks. We'll, we'll cover it. Thank for you. you. Just get here when you can. What are you yes. going to talk about? Um, worldview. Mm. Because we're starting a worldview Bible study at our house on Sunday. Right. And um, with Teresa Chambly, and we're doing FCA. Is this at the school? So it'll be at the local school, or at the, well, where you? through Oak Mountain. But our kids, mm-hmm. whoever we don't know who'll show up, mm-hmm. they're going to get my pizza. kids will be there. They're going to get pizza. That's important. So today is a preview, but we'll also be discussing some other things. So in other words, there's a little pressure on the old abs in that you've got to do a fantastic job or everybody will be like, that's going to be the most boring study. No pressure. Well, I like to tell stories, Mm -hmm. but there's just some other things that are happening at school with those kids right now. So we may veer off into another direction. But Sunday, we will be talking about worldview which is okay. my very favorite subject, which goes back to a thread that y'all were on last night, but I was writing, so I could not respond mm-hmm. I to some heretical things that you said wing that. nuts put up. I even showed Chris, and he was like, both of those are lies. But how we view the world and our place in it and how we view end times has everything to do with how we view Israel and what's going on. Yeah, th- this whole yes. thing of of what you do about Israel is is, is weird to me. Mm-hmm. Regardless, okay, let's just see if we can it's irregardless. as a people. Irregardless. There we go. There we which go. is it? It's regardless. Regardless it's, is right, right? I'm kidding. Remember You're messing me up. Yes. Yes. Totally threw him off. He was like, what? And Where it's, did you it just it went along with the could, could not care less conversation we had yesterday. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I just had to throw you off. They couldn't care less. Right. right. If you could care less, it means you care a lot and you could care less. You could, you, care, you you could, could care, care more. You could care less. less or you right. could say, I don't be current. <laughs> the 
be, be easier. Don't be Curran. I don't care. That's not Karen. <laughs> That's Karen. Don't be Curran. <laughs> so, anywho. Okay, keep going. I'm sorry. No, it's totally we fine. Just the oh, wait, whole. You were t- Allison yeah. posted two things. Which, why do I have this? Oh, now I remember back where we were. I'm back on the train. What do you do with Israel? Regardless of what you think, anyone, all of us think about what is going on in Israel today. Yes. Regardless of the war that is happening, the actions of Hamas, how terrible they were. um, And we should remember, Hamas was ready and willing and wanting to do that. Right. Regardless if... Israel knew it was coming, didn't know it was coming, right. whatever. I mean, there, there, there's a time, like maybe you're getting in a fight on a basketball court or whatever, and the person's toning, and you know good and dang well that if, you know, you can, he's going to poke you. Yes. And you could dodge it. Right. But you're like, no, I want to get poked because then I'm going to knock his lights out. Right. He's going to, you know, go see the concussion therapist after this. Um so I think there's a chance of that. But but even if Israel knew it, was warned about it, whatever, this is what Hamas wanted to do. This is what some of the Middle Eastern countries wanted to do. And so you're there. So regardless of all of that, mm-hmm. there is a weird, and I don't know exactly where to be, but there's all this weird conversation out there in social media. I, made me I think it will be in churches mm-hmm. where people are trying to figure out... What is our role? Right. And, and there seemed to be people, I saw a clip of a pastor going, you know, basically bring it on, start the war, and then Israel wins, and then Israel should go and tear down the Dome of the Rock, and then we got to help them build the temple so that Jesus can come back. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's mm-hmm. this, this helping usher in the end times thing. I don't know where that is in the Bible. God's like, you're not going to know when it is. It's going to come on you. But I don't, I never have seen the part where it says, hey, help me get there. Do do these things to help me get there other than spread the gospel across the whole world. That's your job. That's your goal. Don't help me bring in. I was going to say, historically, when people try and help God out, it doesn't end well. Yeah, he's like, he's a word for that. It's called busybodies. And it's one of the only words in the New (laughs) Testament because after Bill Shaver died, I decided he needed my help and opinion on things. Mm -hmm. And then I found the verse about busybodies in Timothy before I had to do some kind of lecture. But here's the deal. Because it does never go well when we try to help God. But here's the quote that you put up, Allison, that I think many people are wondering about. And, and, it's say, the, and say who it's from. And this is he, from the Boomer Con Baptist on X, formerly Twitter. I feel like we're talking about Prince when we say that. But <laughs> he says, I don't understand what's so controversial. Did you? No, you didn't say that. The reason we are for Jewish nationalism and not for Christian nationalism is because Jews are God's chosen people and Christians are not. I would like to let the Boomer Con Baptist on the Twitter verse know that that is 100% wrong. We are God's people. In AD 70, there is there are four different views of the end times. I'll suffice it to say mm-hmm. that in AD 70, when God allowed judgment to come down on Israel, 
and he wiped out the temple. And remember why he did that? Repeatedly gave them opportunities to obey and to follow his precepts. And he says, if you'll obey me, it will go well for you. Chris and I are reading in Samuel right now. If you will obey me, Saul, if you would have just done what I asked you to do, he was, same thing about, let me back up, pause right here in 1 Samuel 13 or 14. Saul got impatient for Samuel to to come and bless Mm -hmm. the war. uh, Saul was like, Samuel's not coming fast enough. I need to help. Samuel gets there after he's done it, and he goes, what did you do, you big dummy? Mm -hmm. He's like, well, you were late. Anytime we try to help God, not not good. So he said, Saul, if you had waited, I would have established you to all, for all generations. Mm -hmm. Same thing to the Israelites. If you would have just followed my precepts, I would have established you for all. But that didn't happen. They kept not obeying God. In eighty seventy, temple destroyed. Mm-hmm. God judgment. Which is one of the things Jesus told them: This is coming. That he's, this There's is not going to be come. a stone. All of it's going to be torn That's down. Right. No stone on top of another. That's right. That was part of the prophecy that Jesus was telling them. Exactly. He told them this is going to happen. So in eighty seventy, wiped out. Mm-hmm. Who wiped them out? The Romans. And what happened after they were wiped out by the Romans? Do you remember what happened? Uh, no. So they marched them back to Rome. Mm-hmm. And in order to wipe out the name because they hated the Jews so much, they hated them. They renamed that area that was Israel and has been Israel since the time of Canaan. And you've seen mm-hmm. that timeline. Mm-hmm. Palestine. Palestine represented the Philistines. Mm-hmm. That was just, that's where the name came from. But the reason the Palestinian name was ever born was out of hatred for the Mm -hmm. Jews. And the reason the Romans had issues with the Jews is they they kept fighting. They would never, yeah, they would never stop. They were always, and and you can read that in the in the Gospels. That's right. I mean, that's part of the whole argument is if we don't get this thing settled, this Jesus thing's got everybody worked up. You know, no telling what's going to happen to us. Right. So at AD 70, when they go to, uh, there's Titus's arch in mm-hmm. Rome. And I have a picture of it. I'm going to put it in my article this weekend. But it shows the the march and the renaming and all mm-hmm. the things. Mm-hmm. But AD 70 was when many in the church, especially up until the mid-1800s, believed we're now in the church age. So mm-hmm. we are grafted into the vine. So when people say Israel's is God's chosen people, you best include us in that. Well, we're the those, adopted people. We are we're... adopted and grafted into the vine. Mm-hmm. But to say that only Jews are God's chosen people is not true. We become like a, an heir, heir of Abraham, it says in Romans, and we are God's chosen people now. Mm-hmm. Because when he wiped them out in AD 70, now we have an opportunity as well. Mm-hmm. And so when people put stuff up like that, you're like, uh, that's actually not true. And Jews that aren't, you now from a Christian standpoint, historically, right. Right. since the Jews rejected Christ, they were pruned off. Is that right or am mm-hmm. I wrong no, about you're that? Right. That's that's all that's, that's all the that, Pharisees. That's all that imagery. Yes. Not, not that all Jews are, have been pruned right. off, but the folks who did not have faith are pruned off from the vine. Right. And the, and the and Bible says in. that's right, right because their hearts have been hardened, mm-hmm. their minds have been confused until it's time that the Lord will soften their heart again. But God did that. 
so that we would have an opportunity mm -hmm. to come to faith. And then we will all be one big, beautiful, Everybody whatever. back just like but it was. But right now, we are in the church age. But for mm -hmm. somebody to put that up and call himself a boomer con Baptist, that is simply untrue. Go read Romans 11. Amen. High it, five. It answers all these questions about how... Jews and Gentiles and the Christians, how we all go together. But it's funny as you're talking, I'm talking about when we try and help out God. Uh -huh. Well, what did Abraham and Rebecca, what did they do? Sarah. I mean, Sarah, uh -huh. when they tried to help out God. Hmm. They ended Their up. son wasn't coming fast enough, so uh -huh. he went to Hagar. Right. And they birthed, she birthed Ishmael. Correct. Which is what? The father of the Arabs. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And what and did God Which promise? is exactly where we are. Trouble, always. Well, Sarah told him to, just like Eve did. Oh, my word. Right. No, <laughs> I mean, I would just like to say that even, guys, even if your wife's like, let me help you out. God needs a little a help. That's a bad idea. Hey, you wanna, speaking no. of that as a story. It, it, <laughs> on the such a spot. bad idea. I know, it is such a bad idea. Remember the story of Job, and we'll get back. Do you need help, Scott? Yes, because the, the train tracks, I'm, I'm going everywhere. Rabbit trail. Where is Sky? Sky needs to brace himself. Oh, no. Oh, dear. You know the story of Job? Yes. And yeah. Job is very wealthy, has everything. Satan goes to, to God and says, hey, look. Um, no, God says, hey, you see my guy, Job? He's a really good guy. And Satan's like, well, no wonder. You bless him like crazy. You know, let something bad happen to him. We'll see how it goes. He'll, he'll curse you or whatever. And God's like, okay, fine. You can do whatever, but you can't kill him. And he takes his, his cattle, his camels, his donkeys, his children. He's got sores. What's the one thing in his family God left? His wife. <laughs> Scott Beeson. Bless it. I'm not making any, <laughs> any statements. It just makes me laugh. I mean, it wasn't exactly and great when like, she said, curse God, curse God and, and die. die. I mean, what a horrible, like, is this where they get the proverb that it's better to live on a roof than to live with a drippy wife? <laughs> a drippy wife. I mean, yeah. Essentially. Yeah, I don't think that's like exactly what, but I get you drip. Yeah. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's in the pro I brought. Look, I brought my Bible today because so, I knew we were going to talk about this. It was so this, funny. Now, I just heard the pa <laughs> a, a, comedian, a Christian comedian. He had this whole sketch or something about it. It just <laughs> made me laugh, but... Anyway, it's funny. but I'm struck. I do struggle with this. You know, it's like the church is just wound up in this special way. It's really good really though because it's making us dig into some of these things that we just kind of glossed over in our brains for all these years. Yeah. Soldier Boy is going to be up too. Soldier Boy, don't go anywhere. You're going to be up right after the break. We got to take one. Take a break. Hey, Mike Durant will be up a little later too. Really? What time? K O R S. Uh, he said 9.40. We'll see. Scott, right, Scott mark it down. Thank you. We'll be back. Welcome to the program, everybody. My bad. I'm sorry. One I job. I was whipping my Bible out. <laughs> I had to grab it. Let's get out to your phone calls, as promised. Soldier Boy, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. Soldier Boy? Uh, you can, uh, hey, yeah. Hey, buddy. Thank you for your patience, that, uh, by that, the way. That music, uh, that buffer music. Is that yes. the monkeys? That's the monkeys. The, the oh man, I love them. Man. Yeah. Hey, hey, on, it's the monkeys. I, I watched an I, I DVR their their uh, TV uh, program that was back in the seventies, I think it was. Yeah, they're running that again on Axis. Uh, oh, I know, I saw that. Good, That's great. Good stuff. You know, what? It's poor acting and everything, and the comedy's stupid. But it makes <laughs> me feel at least ten years younger. <laughs> Absolutely, man. <laughs> at least. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, you know, 
I don't know if you guys agree with me on this. If, my dad used to tell me something, you know. My dad wasn't a highly educated man, but he was a very spiritual, honest, integrity, and loyal person. And he used to tell me, son, if you don't condone, if, if you don't condemn it, you're condoning it. Yes. Correct. I would agree with that. Okay. All right. Now, here, you know what? I'm going to be dressed up for Halloween. Uh, guess what? I'm going to be dressed up for Halloween. Uh, what? what? I got to guess. I got to guess. I got to guess. Go. The Joker. No, that's close. <sighs> no, nope, I'm going to be a Knight Templar. Oh, okay. I enjoy oh, that yeah, choice, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're going to have to, you know, we got persecuted at the end and screwed over by a king uh, in England, but that's okay. Yeah. Well, um, you know, here's money, money's involved. Everybody gets, you any favors either. Everybody gets, tasty. I'm, I'm, everybody gets tasty. Hey, hey, I tell you, Nick, I tell you, I wouldn't be surprised if the uh, if the Ark of the Covenant doesn't get into play. Do you remember the Six-Day War? Yeah, 1967. They named okay. it that because that's how long it took for Israel to uh, <laughs> throw down. Uh, it, it takes that long for the president to make a decision, too. That's another joke. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get my rim shot out for this guy. Jesus, God. <laughs> but in six days. And, you know, I had a... Uh, the book's really interesting. And you can if you read into it, there's a lot of biblical and spiritual things that happen in that war. It can't be explained, but then again... There are a lot of things that can be, like guy said to me one time, he says, I don't believe in God. I said, really? I said, he says, well, show me God. I said, see that tree over there? See that grass over there? There's God right there. Everything that's grown and living. I mean, yeah, you got all the physical proof you want to. Now, here's the interesting thing about the killing of the children and the babies, okay? I'm not surprised okay. about the Democrats. Now, not one Democrat in the Senate or the House of Representatives, nobody has yet to condemn the killing of the children. They won't say, they want to give no comments whatsoever. And then they justify these college kids and everything. But am I really surprised? Aren't these the same people that believe in abortion and killing children? Mm. Yep. Uh, they seem to be exactly. pretty open about that. Yes. They're, they're very, they're not, they're not hiding that they believe in, you know, I remember one time I was at an abortion clinic thing and this lady was spitting. I mean, I felt like I was at a car wash hose, you know? And I said, you know what? I said, it's so sad about it. She says, what? I said, you know, if your mother thought the way you did right now, you wouldn't be here right now, and I wouldn't have to listen to your beep. <laughs> Good point. You know what I mean? If she had made that same choice to do that, but not, but they're what they're basically telling you, hey, my neighbor next door is hardcore Democrat. I said, you're a baby killer. He goes, what are you talking about? I said, you vote Democrat, don't you? I said, I don't see one Democrat can, uh, condemning the killing of children and raping of women. How would you feel if your grandchildren got, or you know, their heads cut off, or, or delimbed, or your wife was raped? Well, you know how I feel about that. Then, then condemn it, because right. your silence is condoning it. I got you. Thanks, Soldier Boy. I appreciate you. Let me ask you yes, one sir. other question. Do you think the Ark of the Covenant's coming soon? I don't know. Where? Where? Explain to me why, why you think we're going to see the Ark of the Covenant. Well, wasn't it told in biblical times that the, that the Ark would be brought into battle? And no army, the army that has it, could not be defeated? Well, I mean, the, the, in the Old Testament, the Israelites carried it with them, and, and they won great victories. But I don't I don't remember the Ark well, being in, the, in, they did a lot of in prophecy. On well, the, the, uh, the, well, I think it was brought, I read a couple books, it was interesting, and there's a, a documentary on it, about, first of all, it was brought over and hidden and protected 
by uh, the Knights Templar. That was proven through all the where facts. They, where did they take it to? It was someplace in England that they, they, they were talking <laughs> oh, about. See, I've heard it's on an island in Ethiopia. I thought it was. Oh, in, I heard that in, one in, too. In yeah, that, that was, a, that was an interesting one because of uh, that country. Wasn't that a country uh, Christian back then? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they hit it, and they. They believed they was pulled out during the Six Day War. That's the only way they could explain the great outnumbering of you know six or seven countries being outnumbered. Everything, so tanks, airplanes, aircraft. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, how could you win unless you didn't have the man upstairs on your side? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Interesting stuff, Soldier Boy. Thank you for the call. Yes, sir. <laughs> It's, it's Look, biblical think, in proportion is what yeah, Soulja Boy is. Uh, I think it, it, the eighty seventy took care of lots of things, including the Ark. Did they smuggle the Ark out to Ethiopia? I think there are people who believe that it is they're protecting it in Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We've got some friends who work in Ethiopia. I should probably reach out mm-hmm. to him and say, hey, mm-hmm. what's the well, scuttlebutt I, over there? I've, I've seen the Ethiopian minister, preacher, pastor, whatever they call him, mm-hmm. who's like the one guy who goes in once a year, does the whole thing, like a holy of holies yeah, there, yeah. And, he, and he promises it's there, and they guard the thing to the nth degree. You ever seen that? No, oh. but it would be cool to have it from a historical yeah. perspective. Well, I mean, but I don't. Jones has it. It's in a, it's I in a don't. He does. Somewhere. I forgot about it's in a that. Warehouse. Indy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, there are three three sections really to the Bible, three covenants. One is yeah. the faith covenant of Abraham. Like you just believe in me mm-hmm. and that's how you profess your faith. You know, okay. you believe. Okay. Okay. Then you have the Mosaic law, which was under Moses. You keep all these commandments. Do all these things. Do all, the do all these things. things. That's where Mm-hmm. the Jewish faith came out of. And then you get to the grace covenant of Jesus, you know, that you mm-hmm. believe in him. So mm-hmm. it's not... So it's back to faith again. It's it's back to faith, but you, you now have the... no more of the law. Well, you get the forgiveness from the law or from the sacrifices but, as well. But just because we're here on the timeline doesn't negate everything else that happened in the past, but we're, we're not living in the past anymore. We're not living under those old laws. Right. And the Jewish people, we now are one, Jews and Gentiles. We're, we're I agree. just... We're well, still going to dig through it. If you're it. a Messianic Jew, and that's a whole other... we got to take a break. We'll be back. Welcome back in, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I'm Scott Beeson. We are... Powered by 1819 News. If you're enjoying this radio show as well as other things that 1819 News supports and does, you can support them by going to 1819news.com and becoming a member today. They are your citizen-supported truth-tellers, shining the light on what's happening in the state of Alabama. They uncover corruption, but at the same time, they celebrate the good things about Alabama, the true things about Alabama. And the beautiful things about our state. Support nonprofit journalism that represents your values. Become an 1819 news member today. So we're calling a timeout. 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 <laughs> From the train that we uh, that left the station early in the program, we have a special guest that was already scheduled. And as is usual the case, we uh, you know, we don't plan well. <laughs> Look, Mike Durant said 9.40, so I said, yes, sir. Absolutely. We got him on. What is it? What's the whole thing? It's from a movie. Make a plan or develop a plan, do something plan, throw away the plan, just do whatever. That's what we do. So Mike Durant is with us. Mike, we welcome you to the program. Hope you're doing well. Doing great. Good morning. 
Good morning. So I wanted to have you on and because as we look, Biden's going to Israel on Wednesday, which is terrifying. I'm curious your thoughts on what that's all about. But as we look at troops potentially on the ground in Gaza. Well, remind people about Mike's background. Well, I'm going to. So they know he knows what he's talking about. Well, because, and actually, we just had the 30-year anniversary, October 3rd, of Black Hawk Down, when you were serving in the 160th in the Army, the Night Stalkers, which I just think is the coolest name. And your helicopter was shot down by an RPG. You were taking taken prisoner, held 11 days. And you saw firsthand what happens in urban warfare and kind of the planning and the strategy that has to go into it as you take on these missions. I can't believe it's been 30 years. I was doing some research last night and the photo, do y'all remember the photo of Mike mm-hmm. that was everywhere? Mm-hmm. Crazy. But I'm curious, what... Did you, what was that day like for you um, just on October 3rd? Can you believe it's been 30 years? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm in total agreement there. It seems much uh, much less time, but, it, you know, it's, it's the reality. Um, but, you know, it was, it was just another mission, really. Uh, there were some additional risk factors on that particular operation. But as you hit on earlier, probably the biggest issue was the fact that it was urban, which is a city environment and daytime. And much like what's you know, the situation in Gaza is densely populated and I would say without a doubt at this point that you know, the battle for the hearts and minds of the people, which is critical, is is long long ago. Lost long ago. I mean there there, there is no one in Gaza that, that would be sympathetic to Israel and you know, the the reasons for that go you know, far beyond what we could touch on in this conversation. But the bottom line is they view the Israelis as adversaries and the Israelis view the Palestinians as adversaries. So the battle for the hearts and minds of the people is already lost. And that that for us was, I think, a big factor because, uh, you know, 10 months prior, the Somalis actually thought we had done good things in, in, in Mogadishu and in mm-hmm. Somalia. But by the time I got shot down, they were completely anti-U.S. And again, that's a whole other topic we could spend a half an hour on. But when you when you end up in that situation, you're now not just fighting Hamas in, in the case of Gaza. You're fighting all of the people there because they are against you. And that just makes the, the mission that all that much more difficult. Mike, Mike when and, you, you know, say women, that, do you mean men, women, and children? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, you know... If they were sympathetic to the Israelis, then maybe there would be a, a, a source for intelligence, right? They, they they would provide information about, hey, you know, Hamas has got prisoners over here and over there, and, you know, here's what they're doing. But they're not going to get any of that information right now because the people are basically, you know, against them. So the, the most critical element in any, and if we're talking about rescue or urban ops or even dating, uh, you know, is intelligence. And without any source, which I would argue there probably isn't much reliable right now from a human perspective, you've got drones and you have, you know, surveillance equipment and all of that. But really, you know, the most important thing you could have is eyes on the ground and you're not going to get any of that information right now or very little. 
So mm. if you're President Biden and you're having to make these decisions and or if you're Netanyahu, I mean, I just feel like the U.S. is going to be dragged into this somehow. I hate it. I know there's reports of 2,000 troops headed over there. We've got carriers over there. But if you're Netanyahu, let's just stick with that for now. How, at this point, what would you advise him? Do you go just airstrikes, air war, or do you go on a on on ground urban warfare? I mean, it sounds like you're saying kind of those days are long gone to go in in a house to house basis and for it to be successful. Well, you know, it just depends on how you define success. If 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 you are willing to take heavy losses and you, you want to eradicate Hamas at all costs, which I think is what they're thinking right now, you know, whether or not that's driven by emotion or anger or or whatever. I mean, you know, basically the things that I'm reading, you know, that's their objective is to eradicate Hamas. That's very difficult to do. Uh, you know, it, it sounds great. Uh, I, I don't disagree with them. I mean, this is a horrible thing that's happened that, you know, for us here living in America, I don't think we can even understand, uh, you know, the mentality behind it. But, you know, that if you're, if that's your goal, then, you know, they're going to go. And it's going to lead to significant destruction in Gaza. I mean, there's just no other way to do it. You know, you can't go in there with rules of engagement that, you know, allow them to shoot first or, you know, you know not, not drop bombs or not, you know, use measures that will provide as much security as possible for your force. You have to do all that. And by doing all that, the civilian casualties will be high. And then at some point, there's going to be this tide turning where people start to say, you know, this is this is too much. There's, you know, there's too much death, too many innocent civilians. And then you start to lose support for the Israelis. I mean, I'm not trying to be a prognosticator here, but that's probably the way this will go. Right. And mm-hmm. it's, it's almost a, there's almost no good solution. You know, and we're not even talking about the hostages yet. We're talking about just, you know, the overall objective. It, it's a very, very, very difficult situation. And I, 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 you know, I sympathize for the Israeli people and, and anyone else affected by all this. Is it a situation, Mike, where we as Americans just don't understand what it takes to do to do some of these things? It sounded a little bit like you were alluding to, uh, you know, if, and I don't know if people understand it. I, I'm going to look. I'm going to I'm going to mess this up completely, okay? And people just brace themselves, but I want them to understand. If 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 you and the military guys rolled into my little town, Gardendale, Alabama, and you said we got to get all the Auburn fans. And look, I'm I'm not diminishing it. How do you tell who is who? So when we're all over here going, get rid of Hamas, get rid of Hamas, we mm-hmm. understand that completely. I don't know if we Americans have thought about the fact you you bust down a door, there's five people in there. You, how would you know who's Hamas and who's not Hamas? Is that yeah, part of the I mean, real problem? It is part of the problem. And, you know, and in the attack, they, they wore their typical military garb, you know, right. that could allow, allow the Israelis to identify them. But... You know, in a defensive situation, they're probably not going to do that. They're probably right. going to try to blend into the civilian population. And you just point at, you know, you just highlighted another issue that makes this uh, so, so difficult. So, to what extent do you feel that the U.S. should be involved in this war? Well, you know, as I understand it, the Israelis don't want foreign troops on the ground. 
because although that sounds good, it adds another, you know, complicating factor because you have, you know, different agendas and different countries that, you know, don't like each other, so on and so forth. It sort of goes back right. to the Desert Storm where, you know, the Iraqis are trying to draw the Israelis into the war because if they did, then that would probably uh, separate off all of the uh, Middle Eastern countries that were supporting us at the time. Right. So, Mike Duran is with us. Mike, can you stick with us another, through the break? you have time? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, no problem. And we'll try to make it short on the other side. Mike Duran is with us. We're talking Israel stuff. We'll be back. Welcome back into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I'm Scott Beeson. The Ladies of Liberty are here. Sky's here. Everybody is here making sure this program goes out to well over half the state. And we appreciate our guest, Mike Durant, former candidate for the United States Senate here in the state of Alabama. Um, military hero, legendary kind of guy, giving us some his insight on what's going on with Israel, Hamas, our involvement, etc. And we appreciate you being on, Mike. Well, it's great to be on. You know, it's unfortunate we have to even talk about this, but uh, happy to share my thoughts. Oh, absolutely. I just, of course, Allison always has lots of questions, but I actually only have two more. And so one is a debate that we always, or we've not always, the past week or so we've had on the show. And that is, why do we say Israel is our greatest ally? I've grown up hearing that. It's just like you don't even question it. I saw something on Twitter that said, Israel, our greatest ally, has never fought alongside the U.S. in any war, doesn't allow us to station troops in Israel, sells our military tech to China, stole nuclear secrets, and blew up an American warship, killing 34 U.S. sailors and wounding 171 more. That was the USS Liberty. I don't know if those are true. I haven't done the research on that. But but why do we say that Israel is our greatest ally? Well, and you know, is I mean, it? Having well, I would not say they're necessarily our greatest ally. I mean, obviously, the U.K. and Australia. I mean, we have a lot of very, very capable and, and reliable allies, and they're certainly one of them. And I think all those countries, at least from my personal experience, as we're very like-minded, you know, we, we are not overly aggressive. We are not, you know, using any type of tactics, techniques, or procedures that you know, are in violation of international law. You know, we're basically, you know, culturally, I think, very well aligned and also very capable. I mean, the Israeli military, part of why I'm not so sure we're going to get involved is they are very capable. They have a well-equipped, well-trained, disciplined force that can probably do what what needs to be done, you know, should they be called upon to do it. Uh, you know, half of what you said is just not true, but, you know, we can't attack all of those points here in this limited amount of time we have. That, so my last question, because I know retirement is exhausting and I don't want to hold you up from doing all your things, <laughs> but... Was that sarcastic? <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing retirement for Mike Durant does not look like retirement for most people. Um, uh, you're absolutely right. But what in the world just happened in Ukraine? I mean, we dropped them like, well, what I want to say, I can't say on air. What, what, what was all that about? And are we just done with them? Did we accomplish anything? And do you think the, the funding, the munitions that we sent to Ukraine 
does that impact if all these fronts start, Lebanon, you know, Iran, all these things start, does that impact our ability to protect ourselves? Well, you know, I mean, there are limits to our resources. We, we certainly don't have, you know, unlimited amounts of everything. So I would say this, you know, the simple answer is yes, it has some effect on our ability to, to prosecute other targets in the future. Uh, you know, your other part of your question about whether or not we did anything there, we absolutely did. I mean, we, the Russian military prior to invasion of Ukraine was, I don't want to say respected, but considered to be a formidable force. Now, what we've determined is they're really not. I mean, they have a gigantic supply chain issues. They have discipline issues. They have training issues. I mean, for them to not be able to do what they tried to do was, uh, quite frankly, shocking to me. I think everyone thought Ukraine would fall within weeks. And here we are, you know, we're going into years later. And, and the Ukrainians have held their ground and, and are now, you know, in counteroffensive mode. So we proved the technology, we proved the training that we had done with them for years, uh, you know, teaching them how to use our tactics against a, an adversary like, like the Russian military. And it was essentially this giant battle lab where we were able to figure out, here's how well our equipment works against their equipment, here's how well our tactics work against their tactics, and we've proven that it's overwhelmingly effective. So, that and that benefits us. So, you know, how it all ends is hard to say right now, but... It's certainly they've done a, a tremendous job defending their homeland and you know our support to them certainly enhanced that mike durant has been our guest mike thank you for coming on welcome back into the program everybody this is the third half of alabama unfiltered radio we appreciate you listening i am scott beeson we are powered by supported by our friends over at 1819news.com brian dawson from 1819news.com is with us and we would love to hear from you we got a couple of phone lines open but we're just kind of what we do on this program is basically what y'all do around the dinner table at the family reunion, down at the hunting club, on the bleachers at the uh, the football game or the baseball game or maybe even the soccer game. I get it. The um, is just talk about what's going on. Ask questions that most shows won't ask. Just just think about the things that a lot of other people won't ask. And when we began or we're ending up at the last hour, this idea that. I, just, I struggle with the idea that Israel had no idea this was going to happen. I struggle with the idea that the United States government didn't know this was going to happen or that somebody was thinking about it. I mean, this is not 12 guys in some planes, which I know we can get in that as well. This is a huge undertaking, and it just all happened. Where so that so that makes me have some questions. Does it mean that Hamas wasn't out to do this? Does it mean that there are people in the Middle East that want all the Israelis dead? I mean, you can hear the marches in America where they're talking about from the river to the sea. That means no Israel, no Israelis, none. All of kill them, kill them all. That's that's easy. But it's also easy to let something happen so you can crank something up. And then Brian Dawson was mentioning it's odd that when the winds finally turned on maybe we're going to cut off the spigot to this whatever we call this action in Ukraine war machine the war machine's efforts all of a sudden boom we're kicking something off in the middle east it is worth asking the question 
considering how much we have been lied to over and over and over and over again. And then I want to ask the question, because there's some more information about this whole thing. We said it yesterday. We were bent out of shape. I looked at social media, which I don't usually do. All sorts of people are hanging their hat on something's got to happen. Somebody's got to pay. Look, raping, pillaging, all that stuff is terrible, awful. But when they when the when the stories came out of if your children are listening, go ahead and turn it down. I'll give you a second. <laughs> when the stories came out of little babies being beheaded, that seemed to be the ceiling of the deal. Everybody's like, done, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. So uh, I want you to think about that a second as we go to GW, then we'll go back to Brian and uh, Allison. Lunchbox Bob is up, too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, babies are getting their heads chopped off every day in our country, and nobody seems to care. They're just in the world. That's a good point. Right? But, you know, it seals the deal on why we should go to war in some foreign country, but... You know, babies are getting their skulls crushed and their brains sucked out and then they're shot back out of their mother's womb. That happens every day in America and nobody bats an eye. But because supposedly some babies, you know, maybe got their heads chopped off over there. Well, that's it. That, that's that all. That's a good point. All. Yeah, I used to say that there was a time in America <clears throat> that if if we found out a neighboring country was doing what we do yeah. with abortion years ago, yeah. we would have been like, that's not going to be tolerated, and uh, we're going to come down there and kick your butt. And yeah. if, if we have to be in charge and make you a territory, we will. Yeah. But Has anybody no. seen photos of the 40 babies? That's no. a good question, because when somebody asked me that earlier, I was like, I, I felt bad, because I was like, uh, no. Well, here's. I mean, not that we want to see photos, but it is a very heartstring pulling story. So, again, and, and, and I'm a terrible person, and it may have happened, and if it happened, I will repent and say I was wrong. Mm-hmm. But from, from, from this COVID to the stolen election to Ukraine, I've been watching and seeing and smelling the same fishy stuff. Mm-hmm. And as soon and, 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 and whatever it is, is whatever is the peak emotional thing, is that's the thing you can usually put your finger on and say, is this real or is mm-hmm. this some form of propaganda mm-hmm. to gin up our hatred mm-hmm. so that we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll remove logic and we'll emotionally jump. Well, remember, the, the Russians situation. were bombing kindergartens. Exactly. Russians bombing kindergartens. Um, you know, uh, Hamas is cutting off babies' heads, and then it'll be Palestine, and then it'll be Iran, right? And then mm-hmm. they'll, they'll work that in swing over there. But if you go back, Nazis were bayoneting Belgian children. They turned out that wasn't true. Mm-hmm. And now they were doing horrible things. Yeah, they were doing horrible things. stuff. Yes, 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 yes. But they were still... And, and, and Hamas raped and pillaged. Like, those are still horrible things. But why the story about this? And then and then in the 2000s, um, Iraqi soldiers went into Kuwait and, and ripped babies out of uh, incubators and killed them. Yeah, yeah, they were in the, well, the intensive not, care yeah, units and they were pulling them out and killing yeah, yeah. them. But, but that also that turned out not did. to be true. And it was propaganda. And so then now you're hearing this about, you know, 40 babies that were beheaded and, and Daily Wire is running it like crazy. Mm-hmm. Fox News is talking about the 40 babies that had their heads cut off. And then here this is on the Jewish news network. Uh, Anadolu English is uh, the... The, the, the Twitter handle, or mm-hmm. the Anadolu agency, it says, Breaking, Israeli army tells Anadolu that they have no information confirming allegations that Hamas beheaded babies. So, so the Israeli, Israeli army and military saying they don't know where this is coming from. Yeah, that's disturbing. You know what Ooh. tipped the scales for me? What? For, like, my antenna went up 
for the intelligence mm-hmm. failure because that's just weird. Mossad doesn't miss anything. Right. But um, once Biden came out last night with his very strong defense of Israel mm-hmm. speech and then Corrine Jean, what's her name? Pierre. Jean-Pierre. KJP. KJP said, you know, this morning, there are not two sides. There is only one side. There is only Israel. We will support Israel. We will support Israel. Well, isn't that the antithesis to her decolonization? You know, they're really in a conundrum <laughs> now. Well, and go back to 2008 and through through the whole uh, Obama administration, they were the most anti-Semitic administration in the history of the, the, the country. Like, Obama hated Israel, right. was constantly taking Palestine's side, was constantly taking Iran's side, went over there and is bowing down to their kings and everything, mm-hmm. and and was completely anti-Israel. And then all of a sudden, uh, Israel, you see what yeah. I'm saying? It's there, they've completely flipped. Yeah. yeah, it's a very good point. Let's go to GW. GW, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your patience. GW? Hopefully that's not George W. Bush. I think it's George Washington. Uh, GW may be. It takes a while to get. Uh, GW, come in there. Okay. Well, we'll. All right. Let's go to Lunchbox Bob. We put him. Just let him know we 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 came to him. Lunchbox Bob, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. Lunchbox (laughs) bailed on us. Bailed. (laughs) Goodness gracious. I think George Washington's just having trouble. Give him one more chance. GW, are you there? GW's not there. Okay. All right. Well, well, nope. oh, I heard him. I heard him. I think that was me and the echo. It may have been. Oh. That's Lunchbox Bob. Oh, Lunchbox is back. Okay. Well, fantastic. Yeah. I got somebody on there. It's the third half. One Scott and the beard himself. <laughs> Great show today, guys. It's been awesome. I'm listening to you. And yes. We're dealing with some heavy subjects, and there's some things that Lunchbox Bob not only needs to say, he wants to say. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna tie this together for you here. I need you to hold a date in mind. 1965. We were speaking a few moments ago about when did feminized men start to ascend in our government and our institutions. And 1965. People want to throw it all the way back to World War II. That shows you that there's still too many boomers who have forgotten what daddy did and what daddy didn't do. But this is me getting in trouble. For 40 to 50 years, I've heard a demonic gospel repeated often in nice society. Happy wife, happy life. Mm, And I thought to myself at first, hmm, I don't like the sound of that. Not very appealing to me as a manly man, but I'll stay quiet. I want to figure out what this really is. And indeed, when a man prioritizes the wants of a fallen woman over the needs of what God is expecting of him, there is no happy life. It is a deception. Now, on the rare occasion, if you can find a good godly woman, and she'll respect you, and she'll be grateful for you, and she'll encourage you to pursue the requirements that God has laid upon you, I'm not telling you life will be happy, but I am telling you it'll be joyful. Now, 1965, what happened? Everyone remembers 73 when abortion was legalized. Everyone forgets 65 when the birth control bill was legalized out of our U.S. Supreme Court. 
so long ago we even forget that there was a time it was illegal because women are wonderful creations. Oh, few things in this world as great as making a good sandwich with a woman. But women are cyclical. There are times they want to be safe and comfortable, and there are times that a woman looks at you and she says, I need a man who's macho, and Lunchbox Bob can provide the sauce. The pill puts a serious assault on that. And after the pill, when women could decide whom, when, babies were going to be conceived, women in, in mass decided they needed a nice guy. Now, a nice guy is not dangerous. He lacks the capability. He won't keep you safe because he's nice. But he is comfortable. And if properly trained, a nice guy can even make you feel good. He'll give you the illusion of being happy. And men have figured that out. Nice guys used to finish last. Yeah, they still get just as many women. Because men are no longer needed in a home. A woman can earn her own income. Men are no longer respected in a home. The highest paying jobs go to the women anyway. Men are no longer necessary in a home. So men have largely checked out. And now we're reaping the benefits of that. Now, you may not have wanted to hear that, Scott, but it's what you needed to hear. And that's Why are you getting on me, Lunchbox? <laughs> that's what I do. Now, there was an old desert ecologist I used to know, and she had a great line. There were some people worried about their country. There were some people worried about their city. There were some people that were worried about what was going on in the great wide world over which they had absolutely no control. Look to your family. What kind of men are you raising? What kind of women are you raising? Are your daughters good wives potential? Are your sons worthy of being called husband? Because if you don't, we just get more of what we currently have. And everyone's scared of those kids in Harvard and Yale and Chicago. In 15 years, those are the managers and directors of our corporations and government. Be afraid, people. And then, you may not have all the answers, but be willing to be part of the solution. That's just me. Sitting back. Sipping coffee. Strong. Black. And slightly better. Thank you, Lunchbox. I still don't know why he was talking to me. I think you were just... I was just here. You were just here. I was here. just the host. Yeah, I think... I represented all of America yeah. listening to Lunchbox. Yeah, I think okay. so. Did we get GW back? We did. Uh, we were down to about a minute, ten seconds, but we do have GW allegedly, supposedly back. We might can do it in a minute. Let's try. Hey, GW, welcome to the program. Uh, hey, how you doing? I guess you're just talking about topics politically, but we are uh, a couple of things that um, to comment on. See if you get some feedback. I guess and when you get off your uh, morning break, uh, I forgot what political uh, leader was. I think it was England. Said the diversity experiment does not work. But <clears throat> really, that now you have a right idea. Just go in there, and you're not going to get along with the um, Arab world. Israel's never going to because um, the Arab world wants, doesn't recognize them, wants to kill They really do want to kill them all. And after the Israelis, it's the Christians. I think Mark Levine had a good show 
dealer not on Fox and gave a good historical factual background. Hey, GW, hold that, hold that thought so we can tease it for the next break because I want to hear what Mark Levin said. we got to take a break. We'll be back. From now on. That'll be because Allison turned it off instead of on. I Welcome turned back. it on. No, I had already turned it on. So you turned it off. And uh, it's okay, though. It's, it's being aggressively helpful once again. She was very aggressively Y'all helpful. Y'all make up your mind. Either my aggressively helpfulness is good or it's bad. Well, it's just aggressive it's, and it's helpful. It's a per situation. Scott just doesn't judge. like it when it's aimed towards him. That's right. I told her to circle the wagons, make sure she fires out. Now... <laughs> I get things done. You do. Just like a woman does. Absolutely. Let's just run. not in leadership. Let's finish up with GW. And if then there's uh, a leadership vacuum, we'll fill it. Well, that's, that's what correct. I said. Well, that's the problem. Yep. Me and um, we're responsible. How do we get the blame and we didn't do it? They wanted it. And then now we're getting well, blamed for it's, it's written happen. into the curse that the woman is going to try and rule over the man. Right. And then it's our job to make sure that we're doing what we're supposed to so that they don't. That's a good point. Smack him around. Let's go to GW. No, we're not doing that, Allison. <laughs> That's what I heard you say. <laughs> we're totally going down between the last two segments on uh, alternative views to what might be happening in Israel, and apparently Allison wants women to get slapped around. Uh, yeah. So this is, this, be it, sure it, it went the south really beater. quick. <laughs> wear the right shirt yeah. right, when you do it. Yeah, right. GW, welcome back in, brother. Well, hey, thank you very much. Um, just some comments on the Mark Levine show. Um, is the last one they had. You'd have to go back and listen to him to get all the factual information, which was very good regarding the history of the West Bank and the Gaza Strip, mm-hmm. and who has the occupier, who was the occupier. You know, originally Israel was Israel, the land of Israel now was really Judean, uh, the land of Judah. Okay, the Israeli Israeli tribes have had that land, just their land. They were the ones that were originally dispossessed. Okay. But, um, well, my comment involved, um, until the American, it's great for everybody to sit here and have a good talk, you know, about all the issues. Okay. You have to, but everyone has to come together to agree what is the solution. And regardless of whether the solutions are liked or whether they're distasteful, as long as it resolves the problem, it needs to be done. You have to identify the problem and solve the problem. Now, Let me ask you a question, GW, because I don't disagree with your premise overall, but does America have to solve the problem? Because let's be honest. There are civil wars and people who hate each other everywhere, but somehow this one you. is the most important. I agree with you that there's wars and there's people that will always disagree with one another. Yes, sir. But I'm going to isolate it to simply what's right and what's wrong, black and white. Okay. And you can say there is no black and white, but there actually is. There's right and there's wrong. Okay. Okay. You can you can evaluate facts, you can evaluate circumstances, and then you make a judgment call. Now, yes, I forget. I think it was in England. One of the political leaders, maybe what, or I forget what what country it was. A European country said that the the diversity experiment does not work. 
Now, regardless of whether you like them or not, the uh, People's Republic of China, they don't have the issue. They might have a revolt. They might have people speak up against them, but they quash any uh, resistance to what is the majority um, in power at the present time because they don't want it. They say this is what our governmental structure is going to be. Japan, who has probably, I think, the lowest crime rate in the world, they have no diversity, hardly. You know, their whole population is like 95% Japanese. Um, they just don't believe in diversity. The um, What the American public has to accept is there are certain hard facts that you have to do if you're going to live in peace. And there are certain people you're just not going to get along with. Now, Ned right. Yahoo said this is our 911. He said, we're going to crush Hamas. We're going to, basically, we're going to kill him. And that's basically what he has to do. Uh, actually, if Israel hadn't done this back, I think it was the 70s or early 80s, when Yasser Arafat was in uh, charge of the PLO, mm-hmm. Israel, you know, the PLO wanted to have a big battle against Israel. Well, they, Israel just got them all up, and they were on a ship. The whole is uh, PLO resistance was on one ship, and there was a deal struck with the United States or Israel. That they'll let them ship out, and we won't kill them. You know, uh, for right. probably some some trade and some money. Well, they can solve the problem with the PLO right now. And if you look at, if you delve into the history of the Arab nations, the Palestinian people, they're despised by all the other Arab nations. The only reason the Palestinians are accepted because they want to battle with uh, Israel. You got it. Hey, Jim, we got to roll, buddy. I know. They're like people without a country. Thanks, buddy. We appreciate it. Good points. So, back to um, to y'all. We'll get to Urbanite probably after the break. We won't won't have enough time to to be fair. The, um, so what are we looking at? When it comes to, and I just want to ask the question over and over and over because it's easy for us to get worked up, especially when they tell us stories about the beheadings. But uh, from from a personal standpoint, I may be the only one because when we talk about America being involved, we're talking about sending our not, sons, not only our sons. This is twenty twenty three. Our daughters, our sons and daughters to other parts of the world where most everybody hates us anyway. And, and for many times, for good reason. Yeah. No doubt about it. But I'm I'm not to the point yet. I feel like I'm, um, oh, God, what's his name in the Patriot? Who's the yeah, good Benjamin guy in the Patriot? Benjamin Martin's talking to the legislature there in South Carolina. And, you know, even his sons are upset with him because he's like, I, I I know what war is like. I, I don't want to go to war. I, and but where I, your your metaphor breaks down though is that that war was on their soil. And they were bringing it right, and so that door that right. that fight was eventually going to land on his doorstep. Right. This one's not. That was the mistake. There, there's, the story. there's a fight that is coming to our doorstep. Why right. aren't our board? Why aren't we worried about our border? Why aren't we worried about our heritage? Why aren't we worried about any of those things? Because that's the fight that we really need to be fighting if we, if we don't want it to show up on our doorsteps. But instead, 
anyway. We do have people in this country, and many of them are in the churches, that are way more worried about Israel than they are about the United States. 100%. Right That's a question we got to deal with. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. Welcome back into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I'm Scott Beeson. Allison Sinclair is here. Amy Beth Shaver's not with us today, but a uglier version is uh, here. Brian Dawson from 1819 News. Sky's here. Jeeves and Big Dave are uh, running the other half of the state's programming. But we appreciate you listening, and we appreciate you telling people about it. This is the show. I think you said it yesterday, Allison. Well, we're just saying things that we're saying the quiet part out loud. Yep. Which That's is been scary. the promise since the beginning. Even when you guys were a podcast, that was it. Right. We're going to say the quiet part out loud. And I understand that other shows don't want to do it, don't want to ask the same questions, but uh, these are these are um, these are big people issues. I think we live that, in a like big people time. Earlier, these are the conversations that people are having around their dinner table while they're sitting, you know, in their living room with their family, with their kids. We say the things that they're saying, but most people don't say them on the radio. Yeah, because there's always somebody at the table going, hey, look, I, I think you're right, but don't say that you anywhere say else. That <laughs> don't, yeah. say, don't say that. Because these are legitimate questions that we have, and that's why you get to weigh in, we get to weigh in, and we, we come to a, a general consensus. Let's go out to Urbanite. Urbanite, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. Happy Wednesday to you. Hey, good morning. Uh, here's the deal. Uh, I understand Israel had an electronic uh, gate as far as some of their gate was actually electronic. Sort of like what the Democrats want to do to our gate. Yeah, it was a a smart wall. Right. And and we've seen how smart the wall was. I know you, you, the, the smart wall needs a uh, needs to be right out in front of a giant dumb wall that would make the walls right. of Jericho look weak. Have y'all seen the videos of them blowing up the communication towers? Though I mean that is one way. Like, well, I, yeah, yeah. I think they started that a few days before. Mm-hmm. And How nobody, do you miss and that? And no one said, hmm. Yeah, the wall might. But never mind. That's just another question. Wait, here's another statement. I know. I know. I'm just a school kid. But if I remember Abraham wanted a baby so bad, he used his uh, wife's handmaid or something. Hagar. To, uh, the yep. and that's he got, a, he got right. ahead of God. That's right. He's, he, God gave him a promise, and he said, I'm going to help God out on this and, and try to usher it along a little more quickly. So theoretically, that's where the Arab population comes Ishmael. from. Ishmael, yes. Right. <laughs> now, here's the, here's the catch. 22 for those of us who are supposed to be non-secular. Is it their property? Because wasn't that rabbinic law back in the day that the first son got everything? I think that was... legitimate son. Yeah, I think that was kind of a cultural thing, but yeah, legitimate... Who became legitimate was... uh, but you know, God, when Isaac. he chose um, every time he flipped it, he, he, he flipped, flipped it every, it every time. time. So Jacob and Esau flipped it, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so, so, so anyway, here's the real biblical question that you have to be a biblical scholar for. So the blessing of Ishmael does it actually mean they get Israel? No, no. Or the first son get it? No. Well, Ishmael, I mean, Ishmael was the first son, but no, he didn't get it. It's just, it's just like Joseph. Joseph got an extra blessing, and he was way down the list. But I think we see where the fight comes, right, from back in the day. Well, that's the jumping off point right there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Anyway, I just thought I'd bring I'm really concerned about us do it, not doing a smart wall with our wall, although our wall theoretically won't be as critical. But if you know enough history, you never know what country you need to be running from. Because we know Canada is, you know, it's perceived as being harmless, but is it really harmless? No. Yeah. All right. Have a good one. Thanks, Urban. Thanks, Urban. We appreciate you. I just hope if Canada does something, that Trudeau leads the troops. Yeah, no, and they'll come in with their Mountie hats. <laughs> Soon we get the Zamboni. <laughs> Trudeau will be a vigorous leader until he realizes his pants have something on them. Yeah, and then he'll have to like time out. We gotta, we gotta go back, change clothes. This is not the outfit I wanted to wear. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I'm watching Ashley hang up a photo behind your shoulder. Oh, I didn't know what you were doing. I just I'm thought sorry. you had this vague no, look no. on your face. And I was, and then I started thinking about a Tide pen that he could carry with him to get the stains off his clothes. And really, yeah, a lot You'd just went, went through my head. That. Yeah. When anyway, have to deal with that a lot. Yeah, it's is that how it works? It's a blessing and a curse. Is that what y'all call multitasking? Mm-hmm. Lack of focus. But then why mm-hmm. can y'all do like listy things? Well, yes. Does the list keep you focused? We are very talented. No, there's there's no doubt. I mean, look, there's not good leaders. We just have, it's amazing. I'm not saying that. I'm just repeating what you guys discovered on the show earlier. I'm just agreeing, you know, for consensus. I mean, Alice is the biggest misogynist on this program. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go to Clark. Clark, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. Hey, Scott. How are you today? I'm doing great, Clark. How are you? I'm good. Allison, are you okay? I, <laughs> blink, I'm great, blink Clark. Blink if you've been kidnapped. Thank you for checking. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And appropriate greetings and salutations to everyone else. Yes. Um, <laughs> You're learning, Clark. Hey, Scott. Did you see Mark Warner's comments about our senator? No. I'm sure they were fantastic. What did he say? Well, it's Tommy Tuberville's fault because he's holding up the military promotions. Mm. Now, Scott, what's what, the most what part is his fault, though? That Israel got attacked? I, I guess. So, what's the most heinous thing that we have seen in this whole Hamas deal so far? Um, that we've I actually say, seen? Yeah, well, okay, the stories that you've seen are, I, I, I think I sent you one. Forty this, babies. This, yeah, and, and we're we're asking the question. Um, Brian had an article out of Israel where the Israeli military says, um, in Alabama terms, we don't know what you're talking about. That dog don't hunt, right? So there's a chance huh. that that was a uh, one Maybe of the things the press right. does to us. Yes, well, but either way, well, I, I see where you're anything. going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see where you're going. How yeah, come, how come Tuberville won't uh, approve these promotions? Because they're because cutting babies' heads off. Well, yes. So, I don't know. Did I just conflate Mark Warner with Hamas? If I did, I don't feel bad about it. Um. So, what's the quickest and best way to kill a snake while we're talking about decapitating babies? Uh, Clark. The head with a hoe. Cut its head off. All right, so, <laughs> let's put that in the back of our mind for a minute. Scott, everybody's wanting to eradicate... Get rid of Hamas, right? Yes. That's wonderful. I'm glad people are catching up. But here's the thing. Hamas is a tool. Hezbollah (laughs) is a tool. ISIS is a tool. The Muslim Brotherhood is a tool. 
Now, when Mark DePoppy used the call hammer to break into the post residence, we didn't incarcerate the hammer. No. We locked up the person wielding the hammer. When somebody runs an SUV into a crowd, the SUV does not do life in an impound lot. That only works with guns. Right, only well, guns well, are responsible for the crimes they commit. Guns. They do. Mm-hmm. They do attack the, the weapon there. Yeah, um, but we see where you're going. Yeah. So if we eliminate Hamas and do nothing about the leadership that planned this in Tehran, what have we done? Nothing, we and that's the problem. Anything. This doesn't end very quickly or easily. Well, if we're really going to take care attend- of it. Did you get a chance to read the American Thinker article about the 12th Iman? I have not yet, but we're going to have that tomorrow. Okay. All right. Got to do Thanks, that. Thanks, Clark. Appreciate yeah. you, buddy. Take we'll do care. it. Have a good day. Only one segment left. Alabama Unfiltered Radio. We'll be back. Welcome back into the program, everybody. Down to the last segment. I don't know why Sky Wizzy won't uh, give us more time. You know, I, I guess we're up against the wall down there in the river region. I'm sure we could talk Birmingham into giving us uh, giving us more because they love us. It's probably good we don't have more time today. It just get ourselves in more trouble. Yes. We just have questions. And speaking of questions, we got Skipper. And Skipper has a question. Skipper, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening and happy Wednesday to you. I'll be really brief. Biden administration gives billions of dollars to Iran. Iran, we know and have already seen reporting coming out that they are funding Hamas and Hamas is attacking Israel. Uh, Why do we not have congressmen standing up ready to throat punch Joe Biden over releasing this money and giving it back to him? They never should have done that. And I, I just you know, I, it ceases to amaze me the stupidity in Washington. Your thoughts. And thank you for the time. Yeah, thanks, Skipper. One thing is a bunch of congressmen and senators were probably all for it. We have leadership that believes that if they can be sweet to the scorpion, the scorpion won't sting them. And, and that's just that's just naive. And, and, and they're old and they've been there a while. And the, you can't help naivete. I will give credit where credit is due. Uh, you can go check out the story over at 1819news.com, I believe. Um, no? No, you can do it, but I'm gonna. it's going to prove my point. Go okay. ahead. I was going to say that the U.S. Senator Katie Britt... A woman. A woman. <laughs> is, Thank you. ...is saying that we should uh, pull back on releasing the $6 billion to Iran, which is a good stance. I will give her credit. Now, I have questions about that because if you've got my money locked up, and you say, okay, I'm going to unfreeze it. I'm taking it all that day. Well, apparently they can refreeze it. And Why do you refreeze it if I they took know, it? I don't know, but, I mean, Skipper, to answer your questions, because the men that lead our country are weak. Every single one of them at the top in Congress is weak. It's disgusting. If you're a strong man, you can't get ahead because you don't bow your knee to the people that make the decisions. Are you saying that the, 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 the personality type that would be more likely to be able to stand for America, look at human nature, make wise decisions, that personality type is not the kind they want because the kind they want, they need people who will do what they're told. Yes. 
Now, that is really actually a brilliant observation. What? How have you never gotten there? That's exactly why they put these people as head of these committees. They can control them. Mm-hmm. And you don't get ahead if you're not easily controlled. Bottom line. I mean, I'm hearing that they just voted Steve Scalise to be speaker in conference. Mm-hmm. That is weak, weak, weak. Right. And do you know what Steve is? He's weak. He literally is physically weak. He has cancer. He is struggling. There's nothing against him personally. Well, I do think he's kind of a rhino. Yeah. Um, But they chose the one that is the most malleable, easy to bend. I don't know if it holds up on the floor, but it's, I'm, I mean, as a woman, I'm tired of it. I'm tired, Skipper. I'm tired. It's a good point. Thanks, Skipper. (laughs) No. I don't know if Skipper wanted all that. I think y'all were right on the money. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. We appreciate it. The, um, but no, I mean, it's one thing for, you know, I don't know, maybe you just said it in the right way or whatever to, to strike me. Because I had said when I ran for Congress one time that there was a machine at the airport where it removed elected officials' spines. Yes. And it was the spine removal machine or whatever. But thinking about the master plan where they're like, okay. It's not that I don't like you because you're conservative. It's I don't like you because you won't do what I tell you. You won't just say, yes, sir, please, may I have another? Look at leadership in Montgomery. Exact same thing. That's just painful. And now we got to go or we're going to just get our tires slit. Do y'all think uh, we'll be able to make it back tomorrow? I mean, look, we're just asking questions. Abs is gone one day. And the wheels are off. It's done. Good gracious. Sky, it's your responsibility. You're supposed to keep this straight. We'll try to be back. See y'all. Get here when you can, Scott. Get here when you can. (laughs) Thank you so much uh, for joining us on this episode of Alabama Unfiltered.